Hi, welcome back to another episode of BS with Bella, and I'm with Ryan Wesley. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for coming. Anytime, anytime. What's going on, Bella? So I know you are like, were like a dance slash pop recording artist. When did you get into that? Um, I got into that uh, several years ago. One should never really tell their age. I mean, we can always look <laughs> young, no matter how we are. No, I got into that um, because I was do- I was always a, a theater person. So I was mm-hmm. um, a, technically a showbiz kid. Um, I started singing and dancing when I was maybe 12. Um, and the only reason I got into that was because my... Um, there were two girls in my grade school that um, were in this like newspaper. And I'm like, I told my mom, I said, mom, why am I not in the newspaper? I have to be in the newspaper. <laughs> and she's like, and they, they, they were doing this place called Theater in the Park. Okay. And I, um, and so I, I wanted to be in the newspaper. So my mom's like, Ryan, you can never go do that. Those kids have had singing and dancing lessons. And I'm like, watch me. So um, <laughs> Watch me I, show I, you. <laughs> that's right. So um, I did, I got in and I just had a natural talent. Like I was a singer. Um, it also helped that I was a guy and um, I did, I started performing as a child. And from that, point on like it was literally that was my life was singing and dancing taking classes mm-hmm. um performing I mean I, I did even in high school I was doing eight shows a week doing professional theater so oh, like wow. I I like gave it my all and that was like my passion and life so yeah like I, I mean I started young I started when I was 12 um, I'm knew, not 12 you, anymore yeah, and you knew you yeah. had a talent for it I I knew I don't know about the talent. I just knew I loved it. I was passionate about it. And that's, I could not stop. I breathed it and I loved it. Um, And then it just kind of kept going. And that's when I moved to New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, I started doing like Broadway shows like Aida. I did South Pacific. I was on tour most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny, you moved to New York and all of a sudden you end up on tour half the time. Yeah, like Um, you started, you went in there like I did. I was actually really fortunate. I was young. I was 20 when I moved to New York. And um, it just, it just, you keep going. Like you, when you're focused and you're driven, like you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so people tell you, oh no, you'll never make it. Why not? And you just keep going and going and going. Um, the best advice I ever got when I moved to New York was I asked this dancer that I knew and she was a very successful dancer. And she said, um, I go, what do I do? You know, Give me some advice. She's like, <laughs> keep your head up. She goes, keep your head up. And I was like, that's all the advice you can give me is keep it <laughs> That's up. it? Like- and, and like, it was um, literally, it was an audition I was going to and I didn't get it and I was devastated. And I just mm-hmm. heard her in my head going, keep your head up. And so, you know, it's all about numbers and just staying with it and like yeah. giving it literally your all. So back to your question, I started, I mean, doing this when I was 12. Yeah. You know. When did you go from Broadway to LA because I know you're from Kansas City so you went from Kansas City yeah. to New York and then yeah. New York to LA a lot of moving for you <laughs> I do so I started um obviously in Kansas City I moved to New York um I was on tour with Aida and we had an opportunity to um go to LA and I had visited because I kind of started dabbling in like the recording so mm-hmm. when I was doing the shows and whatnot I was recording and I met producers and yeah. like writers and, and they were kind of trying to develop me and whatnot and I was doing yeah. demos but um I moved to LA because I actually on tour with Aida mm-hmm. and that gave me the opportunity to move to LA um I moved to LA really because I was tired and I love New York like I, it's my phone number is still a New York City number oh, um yeah. but I loved the palm trees in Los Angeles I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to go there so um 
No, I, I love both of them equally, but yeah. LA was, it's just totally different vibes. Like it's totally Yes, different. I can kind um, of see that. Yeah. And I just had an opportunity to move to LA and I took it. Um, in hindsight, maybe I wouldn't have taken, I've stayed in New York a little bit longer, but yeah. um, the, the LA thing, I just decided to, why not? I'm young. Always do things when you're young because yeah. you won't be able to do it when you're older. And then you can do it. <laughs> That's like some great totally advice, though. Just take it. Like, if you have like, the opportunity, just take it. Do it. If you, can, if you can do it, just do it. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Um, because you only live once. And um, that's really, really important. So, yeah, that's how I ended up in L.A. I just... And so, then, when did you cool. start recording music? And, like, how did you get picked so, up from that? So, when I moved to L.A., I, well, I had done a few demos. I did this stuff for um, a show in Vegas and just worked with a bunch of producers. Mm -hmm. Then I got signed to a development deal and then life kind of kicks you in the teeth. So yeah. about the time I got signed to a development deal, uh, my mom was visiting me in LA mm -hmm. and had a massive, massive stroke. Um, so I actually had to go back to Kansas City and take, well, I flew her back to Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and I took care of her for nine years. And, you know, that development deal went away. Yeah. However, um, what's crazy is this is one thing that was weird to me is I did the music technically assigned with a European dance label, living in Kansas City, taking care of my mom. So oh, wow. I would perform and do things like um, I would open for Patti LaBelle at Pittsburgh Pride. Oh, um, while like on the weekend. So I take care of my yeah. mom. And then it, it was just this weird world. You were um, balancing like personal plus trying to like figure out like your career in the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just kept, you just have to go, you know, you just can't stop. Yeah. That's the main thing. You just got to keep going. You have to make the best of each situation. So that's what I did. Um, that's what I'm still doing now. It's yeah. just keep going. You got to keep going. My mom always told me, she's like, if something happens to me, you just keep going. So I've always kept that with me. Like, you just keep going. You keep going, keep doing. Keep going, keeping your head up like the dancer told you. And you got to keep your head up a lot in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your most, like, I, I saw your video. I did look you at your, your music video. And yeah, like yeah. website and the different outfits. What would your like the most iconic outfit in your like music era was? So what's weird is I okay, I shot the one video and I actually took it down. Um, because I at the time I wasn't strong enough really to deal yeah. with the feedback and the criticism that mm -hmm. people give you. Like I started reading all the bad that was um it was pretty awful. People can be really awful on the internet. Mm -hmm. People can um, be really mean. Oh my gosh, it was awful um and I actually just couldn't take it and plus my it's about the time my mom had this, like was technically dying and I had cancer at the time too and I said I'm done I'm done with it yeah. take it down yeah. um but I've since I've put it back up and yeah it was it was we had a lot of views then so it was it, it was at the time very cool but my iconic outfit so before I shot that video I had like four dancing actually four or five dance singles I'm not sure um that led up to doing that video you gotta remember i was um living in kansas city doing yeah. the music even that video that. was shot and sh i shot it in la but um taking care of her i didn't have a lot of all the money went to the music in a sense yeah. that i had, had made performing um but the music video came a little later um because it was my one shot to like do the to produce or to do this yeah. video right and um I got to work with like some amazing people on this, like Brad Rushing, who did um, Britney's, he did Britney's Toxic, he did J-Lo's Waiting for Tonight. Oh, so you had like that vibe, like two yeah. things, like. But every, if you look at my covers of all my singles, 
they're always either glitzy or there's, there's something to them. Yeah. However, with a music video, I incorporated all of my covers because that's all I really could do into that music video. So I'm going to say there was two outfits. One was this gold um, jacket and pants suit kind of thing. Yeah. It's like this, it actually hurt. All the stuff actually hurts that to oh, put wow, on because really? it scrapes your leg. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but it's this gold jacket that was made. Um, I mean, it's just all gold, shiny. You haven't seen the video, you've seen it. And then I like to dance in my little sparkly underwear. I saw so, that, the purple one. <laughs> no, uh, no, the one no. on the motorcycle? So yes, yeah, so the, yeah, they're on the motorcycle. So those, <laughs> that's actually a black pair of them. I like oh, the silver yeah. ones. Um, I was lucky to have um, this company called Modus Vivandi. Um, they're out of Greece. Basically gave me some of the stuff to wear um, oh, for the music video. And it was like, that's kind of like when people put branding and stuff in their video. I wasn't yeah. trying to sell their company. They were, it was just, it worked. But um, I would say the, the sparkly um, silver underwear <laughs> and then um, the gold jacket with the pants, that thing. I Iconic. still have it. I saw them all. It was, and you know, you know, when um, people started like wearing like zip ups that like had the sequins like, that you could go like yes, this. Yes. I did that way before that was even trendy. <laughs> so you're a trendsetter over there. <laughs> I was, it's funny when you look back, it's like, kind of, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it was actually a little bit harder to do the stuff that I did back then. People can do a lot more now. Mm -hmm. And do you plan, like, I know that was a while ago and you've moved yeah. past in a career in cosmetology, like dermatology. Dermatology, yeah. Would you not go back to music or have you thought no, about No, I think, <clears throat> I think there is something coming. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Definitely, there definitely is, but um, <laughs> it, it's gonna, it's taking its little time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes when you do the like, I have my cosmetic dermatology life, but also there's still the, I'm an entertainer ultimately. Yeah. Um, but yes, there is something. You know, it's coming. It's coming, but it's it 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 takes a minute. It's so, a lot of um, like finding a balance in your life, you know. <laughs> so when did you get into getting? cosmetology like like cosmic like license and everything and landing like so, being on TLC <laughs> interesting um so when I moved to LA I actually got into the Botox world so I was that was also kind of like my side job kind of like I'm doing now but I do it full time so I got into like Botox in a sense mm -hmm. um and then everyone loves Botox Everybody keeps a little bow in their life. Um, <laughs> no, and I, I loved it, but then I was on tour, but then this practice came and they said, hey, will you come back? And I'm like, okay. They're like, you're really good at this. I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so I started working at these cosmetic dermatology practices and doing the music. It just all balanced. It was all about balance. Yeah. Um, and that kind of got cut short, obviously, when I moved back mm -hmm. to Kansas City to take care of my mom. So when my mom died and my cancer treatment was done, it, my mom died during my cancer treatments. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and there's that whole little side of me that's like, don't ever take a day for granted because yeah. I, I would lay know. in bed and I'm like, oh my gosh. Even this weekend, I was like, I don't feel like doing anything. I'm tired. I made myself do it because I remember what it was like to be in bed mm -hmm. um, and just couldn't do anything. So then um, when basically my mom died. Mm -hmm. I was done with my cancer. Uh, it was like 2017. Um, I was like, what do I do? So mm -hmm. I went back to the world that I knew actually that I could withstand. And I, I wasn't really yeah. performing. I wasn't recording or doing anything like that. So um, I started with this practice. Um, this practice happened to have one of my childhood friends in it. And um, that was the, one of the doctors. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, went for a few years and then randomly out of the blue, I mean, life was just going and um, TLC approached um, because they had saw a YouTube video um, and asked if, if they were interested in doing the, the TV show. And of oh. course, you know, yes. Um, so it was, course, honestly, yes. <laughs> uh, it was honestly a fluke though. I mean, it was just one of those fluke things that happened. Really? Um, we filmed the television show for about, um, I'm gonna say two years because we shot the pilot and then it went for a few months. We didn't hear anything. And then it was, we're filming, they were casting, oh, they, wow. they casted it. Then they would give us the patience. And then we went into production filming the first round. And then it went for several months with like nothing. And then they came back to do the reveals several months later. Um, it's funny because nah, I can't say that. I was I was uh, definitely much better looking on the second time they filmed because <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's it, it's funny how reality TV works. That's yeah. all I can say. Um, but it just it worked. Like I mean, one it was of like my a fluke. it was a fluke, and it happens just to be the right thing one of my childhood friends is the doctor I was the director of the you know the hair center and like together we made magic and they it, it worked you know and then what's even more interesting is here in Kansas City um there's so many reality people like that I've met I don't know how sorry okay um I don't know how um I don't know how like the world is attracting because one of my other friends was the very first bachelor like season one OG oh bachelor. my god OG bachelor OG season one um my other friend I can't remember what season she won of survivor oh, um oh, wow bachelor then, survivor <laughs> right and then my other friend was on top chef and then we're on TLC so like Kansas City we got it going on yeah like oh my god that's where people should be moving these days I know I'm, Kansas City is popping I'm downtown right now but yeah you have any advice for anyone that's like going into the medical field? I feel like you went from music and like being an entertainer and then you randomly just kind of went into the dermatology medical field. How would you tell anyone trying to get into that? Um, I would tell them, obviously, you need to really, you have to, with anything, like even the TLC show, you have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Without the work, there's no reward. And I yeah. look at that because sometimes I'm like, well, why isn't this happening? It's because I didn't put the work in. Like, yeah. it's not about the... um idea it's really about the execution and the journey of it because you really have to put the work in um you can do anything you want literally anything you want but if you're not willing to do and do the right things to make that happen um it's not going to happen um love an honest king (laughs) right um i mean you really have to put the work in it i mean if there's going to be tough times there's going to be great times there's going to be a lot of like times you're like i'm going to pull all of my hair out because i'm done um but it all works out and it if you put the work in you're willing to do it um it could be like the most amazing outcome um i like the tlc show there was a lot of work that went into that but it was an amazing outcome just even for me personally it was like oh i'm tap dancing on tlc that's not that's kind of (laughs) cool you know like um so that was cool um but yeah you really just work and 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 really stay focused on what you're doing. Don't let shiny little dangly things, um, you know, distract you. Um, or like a little squirrel, I just have, you know, an ADD <laughs> moment where it's like squirrel, but um, the little dangly things squirrel. don't let any distractions. And if you want, if you want to be it, do it. And if you want to do it, yeah. be it. Those are the main things. Where are you right now in your career? You said there's a right now coming up. So right now I am developing. So after the TV show, Mm-hmm. Um, 
recently, I have joined another practice and I am developing the aesthetic practice of that, um, that practice in Kansas oh. City. So yeah, so like, it's great. Like, I feel like I'm making Kansas City just a little bit more youthful, just, <laughs> just enhanced. A little more bow. <laughs> a little, a little more, more bow. And I think a lot of that gets a lot of bad, um, it gets a little bit of a bad reputation. Um, but Botox and the fillers and cosmetic dermatology are meant to be like, you know, to help you feel and look your best. Yeah, like it's a confidence not, booster. I feel, yeah. like it's, I feel like it's becoming more ex- like accepting now than it was like a few years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. Like me being in college, like girls are getting lip flips, like girls are getting fillers yeah. or boob jobs. Like it's becoming more norm. If which, you want to do it, if you, yeah. if you feel good about yourself, do it. And like some people, you know, you have the old school people that are like, no, no, no. But like, also, I'll never do that. Yeah. You ever insecure about yourself? You can put a little bow in there. I know a few people that do a facelift, do everything. That's right. I mean, if you want to do it, um, I'm considering doing something myself right now. Why not? <laughs> I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm, maybe. Why yes. not? <laughs> I kind of want to do it. Um, but I feel like, you know, if anything that you can do to enhance yourself, it's going to make you feel better about yourself. It's just going to give you more confidence in life. And like, you know, if you if you want it, do it. Um, if you don't want it, don't do it. Don't judge somebody who does it. But um, <laughs> for the most part, you know, like that's kind of what I'm all about. It's just making yeah. people, it's, it's funny. People just think Botox or filler or skin, whatever. Um, it's actually way more emotional and like inner than I think people realize. And like, you know, Botox is not brain surgery. We're not saving, yeah. we are saving some lives because in a sense, you know, we're making people feel good about themselves. And ultimately people want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel loved and they want to feel good about themselves. Who is your biggest role model? Oh my gosh. So I struggled with this one. So, yeah. okay. There are prominent people in this world who I think um, everybody should be their own leader in a sense. Yeah. Um, you know, there are people that I look up to that, um, I would think, oh yeah, this is how I need to be more like. Mm-hmm. But I gotta be honest, you know, like I feel like everybody should be their own role leader. Oh, I feel look like, at you being a li- not as you know, <laughs> Thank you, you can call me, um, what is it, Oprah? Or <laughs> somebody. No, I feel like, you know, you're gonna put out the person you want to be and mm-hmm. you're gonna attract the people that you, um, how you're acting in a sense, like you, you attract the person you want to be. Is that right? Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I get get you want. Yeah, no, something like that. No, like you know, it's at the end of the day, like we're all human, and Mm -hmm. we should be role models for each other. Like, there's so much shit and hate and crap in the world. Like, it needs to stop. Like, um, and I feel like if we all act like we're our own role models, and that would be in a good direction because maybe everyone would start acting like a normal human being and not not a crazy person, a disaster. No, like and. (laughs) you know, you have to lead by example, right? So like, um, if you're acting a fool and your friends are gonna act like a fool, so be the role model. Yeah. And like, you know, you be the one to take charge and be the your own role leader. Like look from within and be like, this, this is the person I want to be or want to become. And I think that's really important. Like, instead of, yes, there are people that you look up to, but mm-hmm. like, you need to become the person that people look up to. I like that advice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we should. What's your favorite cocktail? Like what is like. Your- oh my God. Okay. Hands down right now. So I go through phases right now. I am a bloody Mary person. Ooh. A great goose bloody. Mary. I it's okay. And this is why it is literally breakfast in a glass. It is lunch in a glass and it's <laughs> dinner in a glass. So you don't even have to eat. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just obsessed with Bloody Marys right now. Before it was Aperol Spritz. Like I was Ooh. 100% Aperol Spritz. Um, no, Bloody Marys, 100% Bloody Marys right now. Bloody Marys. Have you ever had a Moscow Mule? Those are like my drinks right now. Oh, they were. It's a little sweet, but yeah, like actually, I like the glass because it's like cold on your mouth. Yeah. But I... last night, what did I have? Oh my gosh, I can't get on my thing. It was <laughs> um, it was a little cold here, and my dog. I have a dog named Hoochie Mama. She's a pug. <laughs> I um, love that. <laughs> I, I might have brought her down, but she just interrupted everything. No, um, I had this like little warm. It was hot cocoa with Captain Morgan and peppermint Ooh. schnapps, Ooh. and it wasn't like it wasn't like Christmassy. It was just like. Like God, I want to have this every. It like was a sweet totally treat. Delicious. It was <laughs> so good, but no, my go-to drink right now is 100% Bloody Marys. Um, in fact, people are making fun of me, like, okay, get them a Bloody Mary. Um, <laughs> but normally it would be Aperol Spritz. Ooh, so let's go with two Aperol well, Spritz, Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Ask should... me next week. It might be this, this little cocoa thing. <laughs> cocoa thing at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your celeb crush right now? Do you have oh, no, one? Or... Oh my God. You know, I'll go with, old, well, it depends. So I think Taylor Swift is hot. And I didn't before. She's an iconic queen. She is hot. She is. I have to be honest, I was never really up the Taylor Swift train, but I love her now. And I just think she's hot. But um, the Beebs is always. The Beebs. <laughs> it's still like, yeah. I love the Beebs. I love the Beebs. Um, I definitely think there are some room for improvements with some people. <laughs> but um, I'm still, I mean, the Beebs is like, I still, every time I look at like Instagram or something, it pops up I'm like, oh, there, all right. He's a fine looking man. I like Leonardo like, DiCaprio when he was young. Like young. Oh, totally. I yeah. I'm not sure about older. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, really know him as older though. Yeah, I, I, in my mind, he's the young one. Like every and time, then, yeah, like like Titanic days, like yes. old retro, <laughs> yeah. Titanic no, um, days. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good choice. But no, I think the Beebs is like he has that kind of like douchey, edgy. yeah, edgy, but still like wholesome. I don't know. <laughs> Are How you old is he now? I think he's like twenty. Or is, is he like twenty-seven or thirty? I'm saying he's like thirty or something right now. Are you Team Selena or is Team Haley Bieber with all that drama? You know, um, I don't know too much about their drama. Uh, but, um, actually, we'll go with we'll go with Selena. Okay, we love a rare beauty queen. Is that uh, yeah? I like that's her like makeup brand that like everyone like thrives about. Is that is that what I mean? Who 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 are most people after Selena or a lot of people are Team Selena right now. Because if oh. you, like, take a deep dive into things, like, Haley uh -huh. Bieber, like, it's, like, not, like, everyone's fan favorite right now. Really? Yeah. I've seen, um, I didn't realize that he had a, are they married? They're married, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're married. I didn't, I didn't realize that. It kind of hurt my heart a little bit. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I know, they've been married for three years? That's three years too much. He needs to divorce her and call me. <laughs> And then we'll call Selena. Needs to be single back on the street. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan, for coming on BS with Bella. Yeah, we love to BS with Bella anytime. Next time we have to have cocktails or like. Oh, we should do a nice little cocktail. If you're ever coming to New York City, I'm right near there. We could. I come to New York all the time. Oh, so. I would love to have a little, you know, cocktail podcast with you. Love it. Well, tune in next week, guys, for another episode. Bye. <laughs>